Welcome to the November 10th edition of the PFF Forecast. Great episode today. We are going to uh, roll in to the second half of the season. Um, hopefully better than uh, some of the players who are like all injured this week. It's a there's a lot. There's a lot of injuries to unpack here. Um, and that's among the players that are vaccinated. So uh, we're going to pick our lock of the week. We'll go through the slate. It'll be a lot of fun. Let's rock. Um, I was going to start by asking your takeaways of Aaron Rodgers, but there's like 50 things that I could ask you your takeaways of. Cause like there's obviously the Dalvin cook disaster. That's been a complete nightmare from a reporting standpoint, from like everything going on. There's a ton of injuries and then, oh yeah. Odell Beckham jr. Is holding like a lottery for his services. Um, so I don't know, just comment on whatever the hell you want to comment on. Yeah, this is uh, a week where I think even even more than last week where uncertainty is probably going to reign, right? Like you you saw, I, I talked about this uh, on Chris's show yesterday. But it was like Denver plus 10 in, in Dallas. I don't think, and neither one of us talked about that game on the forecast, right? right? right. And, you know, I think we even liked Buffalo minus 14. Now it closed minus 14 and a half. So like we were on the right side, I felt like. But like, we're, are we not, are, are there gonna, are there games that are sneaking under the radar for us because we're not fully capturing what certain games mean or what, uh, you know, certain games don't mean, right? Like, I, I think about, you know, two teams right now, you know, Denver and Cincinnati. Cincinnati, if we, if you take out the Ravens game, what are they? Right. It's a great At Denver, point. if you take out the Cowboys game, what are they? Right. We always like to take out the Jaguars game for teams like Buffalo or take out the, um, you know, for the Ravens, take out the Cincinnati game. Mm -hmm. But we do we ever take out the good games for teams that are just kind of mediocre? Yeah, it, that's a really good point. I wonder how we can capitalize on that. Um, and Because I, I think like last week was noisy and I don't necessarily know yeah. how much it projects into the future. This week's going to be equally so. Let me ask you this though. Last week, okay, so a bunch of underdogs win. Mm -hmm. Are we... Are we too used to how good some of the good teams were for the last couple of years? And I'm talking mainly maybe the Kansas City-like thing, right? Like there were some really dominant teams. Are those just not here anymore? And should we, you know, it's almost like when when um, like a new football league spins up and like you see a spread of over seven and a half and you come in, you look like it's Christmas morning. Like, <laughs> there's no freaking way yeah, yeah, yeah. that anyone knows when that it, one of these teams is seven points better than the other. Exactly. Or like when I bet the Alouettes against the Blue Bombers last week at 12 What sport is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I know. But yeah, you're no right. One, I mean, No one listening here but, knows though. But even, yeah, you're right. Like the NFL has always had that team though. Like in the 90s, it was... San Francisco and Dallas and Green mm -hmm. Bay. The Bulls. Yeah. You know, the Bulls. In the 2000s and, and, and the 2010s, it was New England. Mm -hmm. Kansas City was that team for a few years. I don't think that team – like, Arizona's not a team I'm laying double digits with any other team. So, do you think 
Because I could see this in two ways. One way to take this is to go, oh, that's a lot of shade you're throwing towards the NFL MVP, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. But they lost to Trevor Simeon just two weeks ago. Yes. And they are, when we wrote up our Monday column, I vividly remember, even though I don't remember much at 2 a.m. on Monday morning, talking about how Tampa Bay might get healthy. Well, now Antonio Brown looks like his ankle has, ankle has gotten worse. Chris Godwin did not practice today, um, has a foot issue. So you even look at a team like that. And, and yet this number is still minus 10. Still minus 10. Although a little shaded to nine and a half, but yeah. But I, I think it's a good point because you look, you can, I would bet if you looked across the league and you looked at pundits everywhere and you looked at power rankings, they'd be all over the freaking place. I mean, someone asked me, uh, so I want to ask your take on this. Someone asked me on our social team, like, what's your bold prediction for the rest of the year? And I said, um, by the way, it's not someone, it's Kendall Valenzuela, who is a fantastic member of our social team. Um, and her props. Her props are undefeated. Yeah, with, with Ben Brown before every standalone game. Are I, don't, I don't think she's missed an anytime touchdown in yeah, uh, she's great. a few games. Anyways, great sense of humor, too. Asked me my bold prediction for the rest of the season. And I said that Tennessee would finish with the best record in the NFL, which I actually don't think is that bold of a prediction. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee, by the way, uh, I was on Blaine and Mickey, Blaine uh, Bishop, the former yeah. uh, Tennessee Titans safety. Uh, he, they were very surprised when I told them, we give Tennessee as good of a chance of winning the Super Bowl as we give anybody else in the NFL. Okay. Tennessee, were. second uh, highest Super Bowl probability. Here's the reason. Tennessee has played the fifth hardest schedule to date. Mm -hmm. They've killed good teams. They have a 32nd most difficult schedule moving forward. Yep. I mean, you got games against the, the Texans, you got games against the Jags, you got games, and like I, and you have like a little bit of time to reinvent yourself. Right? That that team's that offense that played against the Rams is not going to win the Super Bowl. Like yep. they have to get better there. But the defense, do we are we not giving maybe enough credit sometimes? And maybe this is a a place where we can. Well, hold up real quick though, because remember we talked about this on Sunday night. And I don't want to forget this. We did take the Titans. We did take the Titans. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Um, we felt that good about it. Yeah, we took it on Sunday night when it was six and a half. When Derrick Henry got ruled out and moved to seven and a half, we took that shit again. But, I'm oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to fucking swear. Um, fuck. Uh, <laughs> three and zero oh right now. You're three, I'm zero. Um, Rare but for me. But remember, A.J. Brown drops two yeah. big passes. I think they were both on third down. Um, that game can look a lot different. And... The Rams are at home with a lot of good players on defense. So you could actually look at that and go, yeah, that offense didn't look impressive. But if I consider some of the, the surroundings of it and look at their schedule and who they've played and consider who they're about to play, like, yeah, they could very well end up in especially a really weak AFC coasting to the one seed. There isn't a team that has good enough fundamentals where they can win no matter the circumstances, reliably, right? So to okay. win the Super Bowl in the NFL, you need to get the one seed uh, to have the biggest chance. And right now, Tampa Bay, 30th most difficult schedule moving forward. Mm -hmm. Tennessee, 32nd. Arizona, 29th. 29th. Yeah. Buffalo, 23rd. Those are, just by the way the cards are on the table, those are the teams that have the biggest chance. And, you know, like... Aside from a Dallas team, you know, finding their way, LA, I think they showed their words. LA is the second hardest schedule moving forward, the Rams. Mm -hmm. um, Green Bay is the 25th hardest schedule. 
I just I don't know if I could trust a team who's quarterback by a dude that has books in the background. Big time I read vibes in that in that one. Uh, that that one. was your big takeaway yeah. from Rodgers. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big like I, I. A lot of people who I'm friends with are, but I'm not like a big like you know uh, you know. Uh, nerd as far as the movies and stuff so like that i didn't get why the sweatshirt was so offensive to people uh but the big time like books in the back that he's never fucking read but excuse my french was the thing that pissed me he's off read the them most. in french yeah yeah look i could do a whole <laughs> podcast on the aaron Rodgers thing i think it is absolutely hilarious yeah. i want maybe we should do this at some point but we need to do like i want to go deep into this there is so much there about like how relationships impact your life, like how you take on some of those characteristics, um, some of the ways that like he's talking about, oh, I'm not lying. I'm not an activist. And then all of a sudden, like, well, yeah, we rewind and we find out that you were quoting Martin Luther King. What what do you think that? Like, what are you trying to, I'm sorry to tell people I, about I, there? I became aware that some people felt misled. I mean, come on. That, well, that would be like if we took Tennessee plus seven and a half. They lost. People come after us and I'm like, Look, I think there are people who felt misled. Yeah, by this I, I really pitch. meant the Rams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm sorry to all those the, who the, felt that way. It's like, just own, like, I, that's why. You know what? Can I give you an analogy? Yeah, yeah. And you probably had the same thing happen to you. Everyone listening here, you're a smart young child, you're a smart young kid, and um, your mom catches you, you know, doing something. We've all been in that situation, well, right? Man. We've all been there. And you're, you know, you have your wits about you, but you're in a little bit of a, you know, state of disarray. You don't know. You've been caught red-handed. And so you try and talk intelligently and do all the things that you've done that have convinced your parents in the past that you're not a piece of shit and get out of it. And oftentimes it just looks pathetic and ridiculous. And your parents look at you and you they go, I can't believe this kid is trying this. Are they serious? It, it's That's honest, what it felt like watching Aaron It was Rogers. honestly always the most offensive thing when I was a professor, when students tried to get out of things. And it's like, I was a fairly like... What's the what's the, um, what's the the um best story you have about a kid trying to get out of something? Uh, I once had a student... So the thing that always made me mad when I was a professor was when I would, I would do this long, elaborate problem. And like a student would ask like a non sequitur, like there were, there were always like playing the game questions and then there were actual learning questions. So playing in the game question is when do we get our tests back? What's the curve? Um, when will the final grades be posted? All that shit has nothing to do with teaching. None of us went into teaching for those reasons. And I remember there was a kid in one of my classes who was, his attitude was just like the woke, like the, he's a big time Aaron Rodgers, he's a big time fake intelligent guy. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I went through and I finished like a foyer series. I got done. I turned around. Are there any questions? And he goes, when will we get our tests back? <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I said, and I looked at him. I'm like, and, and I made a face. And like, luckily, most of the students I had had a number of times, it was an upper level course. So they all kind of like knew. He emailed me and said what I did to him in class was a microaggression. Oh, interesting. And I, and I said, and I go. I, t I, I I emailed him back and I and I, I cc'd the dean and I go being an idiot is not a protected class. That's incredible. <laughs> Again, something I could do an entire podcast on or the number of but excuses like, that yeah, yeah. I've gotten from people. What I do want to say is, by the way, we were just talking about the strength of schedule um, uh, remaining for teams. You can get that all on pff.com as a part of an Edge subscription, which is only nine ninety nine, but 
you use the promo code forecast, F-O-R-C-A-S-T, you can get it for 25% off. I've heard supply chain shortages. Have you heard this? I don't know if you've been made aware. Inflation. Uh, It's it's a mess out there. Give people the gift of knowledge at pff.com. This, it's just in time. You go on Christmas, you go, hey, you're, or Thanksgiving, give them a Thanksgiving gift. You're about to watch some football. I'm going to help you watch it more intelligently and prepare for the playoffs with the PFF subscription. Get all the betting dashboards, the player props tool. There's the new best bets tool, which aggregates all the best bets in one spot for you, uh, plus all the premium content at pff.com for 25% off with promo code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. Also, if you're going to bet, and I'm sure you will, you should do it at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL. They have you covered, pun intended. New customers can join with the promo code PFF and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets. It's a great deal. Get all those free bets and then go use the best bets tool to place them. I would recommend props. You know this about me. It's not a secret. Props are way more profitable than anything else. So go do it. Um, and then you get all that free cash that you spent just $5 on. Promo code is PFF. You must be 21 or older in Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers, phones that are eligible. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions supply. See DraftKings.com. Slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or DM Eric on Twitter. I want to do a quick Come rap- on. I had to sneak that in. I want to do a quick rapid fire round of questions before we jump into the, into, uh, the slate. Odell Beckham Jr., does he make a difference for any of the teams he's considering? Uh, is he he's still considering Kansas City and the Green Chiefs, Bay? Green Bay, New England, and New Orleans. Makes a difference for all those teams except for New Orleans. Okay. Like in New Orleans, it's just long term, right? For New Orleans, it's it's more of building for the future. Like, but they don't have do they have enough room? Taysom Hill needs someone to throw the ball to. Does he make a difference for the Chiefs who can't scheme Dude, their way out of a can, paper bag? I, I agree. And can he look, play over Byron? I, I have a meal I have a meal couple right now. Oh, no. Okay. So last Monday, Monday morning on the PFF forecast, I told my co-host, George Shahuri, that I was not going to bet the Chiefs. You did. And I still stand by that. Good for you. But but I was on VEASAN last night and it was late. It was like 12 a.m. Uh-huh. 12 p.m. or whatever. Um, 12 a.m. And I was tired, and I did because our product, BFF Greenline, hat likes the Chiefs yeah, this week. I don't, I don't and, know how I feel about it. And I, I stand by it. I, I do not like the Chiefs in any given game, but I do think that they will turn it around at some point. Oh, good, that's great. So, so you don't think the Chiefs can turn it around with Odell? Not, not with. I don't think Odell can. Okay, can we let, let's 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 make a let's talk about this because it's 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 important. Okay, do do you do you think that there are situations where a decent quarterback and a decent wide? I'm not even calling Odell elite. I yeah. I think for all the teams that want Odell, they want a decent player, yep. right? And that's the promise of him because he's hurt and like he has shoulder injury and all this stuff. There there have to be circumstances where a decent quarterback and a decent wide receiver just simply don't get along. I agree. I agree. But here's the question that I have is, does Odell Beckham Jr. know what it means to be a third option on Zine? Because what I think we saw in Cleveland is that 
he's, I mean, he certainly was not willing to try and get on the same page with Baker and Baker probably wasn't willing to get on the same page with him. And that's a problem. There wasn't enough respect for, from either one to make that happen. So if he comes into Kansas City or he comes into to Green Bay and they go, look, man, like I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm Patrick Mahomes. My guys are Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Devontae Adams. You get in line, you run the routes correctly, and you catch the ball when it's thrown to you. And if you get four targets in a game, you better turn those into four catches. Like mm-hmm. that's the mentality of it. And I just, I just want to see it. Like I don't want to – I got burned by predicting that he and Baker would be awesome, and so part of this is reticence there. Like my whole thing is maybe we should pump the brakes just a little bit. Just wait and see if it actually works out. I think that's fair. But like for all these teams, like I don't like I, I, I know this. The Green Bay Packers offered him a minimum deal. Yep. The Chiefs are probably not going to offer him any more than minimum deal. I think that that's actually fairly solid information there. Mm-hmm. At a minimum deal is the risk for a team that big. Because because to me, and we talked about this a little bit on briefly, you know, and, and I was on Seren Petro's show, a, a friend of the show, uh, and there is there are some grumblings that in Kansas City, some of the problems are not necessarily physical out there, right? Mental. Like they are... Distraction. There, there are distractions. There are... You know, parties that are happening after losses that people are not thrilled about. There's there's brothers on the sidelines who are dancing on graves. There are I didn't know. I didn't know that Travis Kelsey's brother. I thought he played for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so with Kansas City, I think, and, and there's also this. You know, I talked about this on Sunday, I believe. When you're Andy Reid and your son was one of the the distractions, mm-hmm. how how you know, you're a leader. We all lead groups here. Yep. If you're caught, if you're caught in a situation where you're a problem, yep. your ability to lead is significantly greatly. Re- you can't yep. go up to Patrick and be like, "Look, I need you focused on football." Well, he's like, "Well, didn't hey, you buddy, say that? do you remember the Super Bowl?" Yeah, yeah. Like, so, and I think that Odell physically could make that team better. But I don't know that that's not going to solve some of the maybe the underlying problems on that team, which is just like a focus issue. That being said, pretty good games out of Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Melvin Ingram. Now they got Sorensen off the field for most mm-hmm. of the games. Willie Gay, Javar, like some of the things that made the Chiefs the Chiefs, which is like slightly below average defense and good old line play, are there now. It's just that the quarterback's got to play well, and maybe Beckham is is may, maybe Beckham's an answer there. I don't. I I remain skeptical, but I, I think he could do it. Okay, do it well there. Okay. Shall we move into the games? The games this week. Um, I really enjoyed the on Sunday night. We identified a bunch of awesome teaser opportunities. A lot of those are gone. Um, a few. Of oh, them, interesting. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so, so with that said, I think we do have our work cut out for us here. Um, I do have, I'll start with this. I have one teaser leg that I still really, really like. And that is Cleveland tease from one and a half out to seven and a half, uh, an underdog in New England against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, in a game that has a total of 45, that's come down from 45 and a half. Um, in a game where you've got Mac Jones on one side and Baker Mayfield on the other. I think the both teams are going to want to run the ball. Patriots also have super banged up running backs. And the Browns 
I mean, they're going to have to Ernest Johnson running free, but like they're also, you know, it's not as if they have, um, you know, their normal bevy of weapons. So I like that. But my question to you is, what would you pair that with? Philadelphia plus eight and a half okay. in Denver. That total on the game's 45. That's a Wong teaser right there. I do like that one quite a bit. What about what about a little Thursday night tease? Ooh. Could I interest you in a little Lamar Jackson winning by one and a half points in Miami, his hometown from Florida, and then pairing it with I mean, look, you want to give me Philadelphia plus eight and a half in Denver? I'm there with it. You want to give me Baker Mayfield plus seven and a half in New England? I'm there with it. Um, I'm not sure which one you feel better about. Because here's what I'll say. A little bit of me worries about Baker versus Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. I also think even though the total's high, I think the Raiders getting eight and a half at home would would entice me. Mm. Um, here, Here's my issue with the Ravens one. Okay. okay. They played fifty. They played seventy minutes on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Then they turn around and go on the road, play on Thursday. Mm -hmm. They're already banged up. Like I think that there's some there's a reason that number is not like nine and a half. Yeah, I mean I think it's got to be those things, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess what I would say. Do you think that they're just such a shoe in to win that game that because they don't have to be right? And in fact. So Tua's supposed to try and play in this game. Yeah. Um, the Ravens, you know who is Tua, tied? Tua's throwing two interceptions in this game. I'm sorry. The Ravens are tied with Kansas City, giving up the most yards per play on defense. Really? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. That makes me feel good about Jalen Waddle. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and like Miami, like if you get good Tua, and like the other thing is like, what did Miami run? Miami runs his dumbass RPOs all freaking game. And, like, the Ravens, they've gone with Josh Bynes, who I think is a good linebacker, kind mm -hmm. of like a – he's the running backs don't matter of linebackers kind of guy. Um, so maybe they're disciplined, but, like, their secondary is getting shredded. And, like, they honestly only survived the Vikings game because the Vikings went full Vikings and just decided they're yeah. going So – Can I just give you one matchup that okay. I'd like to point out? This, this harkens back to one of our first podcasts, actually, um, because we once – so badly misjudged a matchup on the offensive and defensive line that it cost us a, a game in London. And the player that we did not identify correctly and his value actually He's, played for the Ravens. Yeah. And that was Marshall Yonda. And the player that ate him alive was Clayus Campbell. And Clayus Campbell now plays for the Ravens. And Clayus Campbell is going to be matched up against the fearsome duo of Robert Hunt... <laughs> And wait for it, Jesse Davis. Oh, and by the way, their center, Austin Ryder, who you may be familiar with. He's, you know, a nice guy. He's ranked 30th in PFF grade out Former of 40 Chiefs centers. legend. There is not an offensive lineman on the Miami Dolphins starting lineup that ranks better than 50th. Except for Austin Ryder. And that's only because there are only 40 centers that are eligible to be graded. Hometown for Lamar. Calais Campbell, has, fifth. Just has to win. Okay, and let's PFF let's, grade against. I don't uh, like necessarily Cleveland because I think the first Baker game out of. Well, look, I've bet Cleveland already, like yes. money line and all that. Like I bet them. Um, 
to me, I don't even think the value is in the teaser. It's the value is just betting them to win the game, right? And not tying it to anything else. To me, I think like the Philadelphia Denver game where like this game is going to be close. That's where kind of the value is, where I don't necessarily know if Philadelphia is going to win or cover two and a half, much like last week they did not cover against LA, mm -hmm. even though they basically played LA down to the wire. 45 is the total there. Uh, which okay. is, which is, yeah. Let's, like, let's leave that for consideration. Okay. That was, those are kind of a couple of places that I'm at for a lock of the week. Seven and two, by the way. Seven and two. Uh, okay. Here's one I like. Um, I like some dirty dog, aren't you? No, it's, it's no, I like new Orleans at Tennessee under 44 and a half. Oh, talk to me about this. Well, cause I hate unders. The Titans defense is really the Titans defense is good where New England, New Orleans is good, and they're sketchy where New Orleans is bottom of the barrel, which is at wide receiver. Yeah, the Saints defense is really good, and the Tennessee Titans are not a great offense yet without Henry. I don't think, and I think that they can get pressure on Tannehill. I think that I think both of these here's, teams. Here's all you need to talk about. All you need to mention, the great Bobby Hart. Is Bobby Hart playing in this game? That's all I want to know. Yeah, yeah. If Bobby Hart is playing in this game, he has a 30.4 PFF grade. Marcus Davenport will eat Bobby Hart's heart in this game. But okay? also, but also, this is the thing that we... But is he playing is my question. Uh, I think Taylor Lewan is healthy. Is he back? Yeah. Because if there's anything that would get you healthy quickly, it would be watching... Bobby Hart. Bobby Hart play left tackle. You, this is the one thing we're not really... He's still questionable. This is the thing we're not pricing into this game. This is an Adrian Peterson revenge game. Oh. Remember week one of 2017 where Peterson was on the sidelines staring down... That's true. Sean Payton. This is a huge revenge game yeah. for AP. These are these are two... When, when the story's written about Adrian Peterson... There's going to be like a, not a chapter. A paragraph. A paragraph about his time with the Saints and Titans. Yeah, but the paragraph will finish with he rumbled for 107 yards on 38 carries against New Orleans. In the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, that's one I like. I think um, I th I think that game has 13-10 written all over it. I, I really want to know if, so I can't find a ton of information here on... Taylor Luan. Taylor Luan. Let me go to PFF's injury report and see see what we can see. Um, but that would be that would be an area that I would be really like if that's the case. If Bobby Hart is playing the game, because here's the other thing: Bobby Hart also cannot run block. So, like that would be yeah. an issue. I mean, even well. if the Titans were in full strength, like the Saints are a good defense. Yeah, you know that's true. And Sean Payton wants to play these games low scoring. Like last week, the only reason the game went over was because Atlanta played a good offensive game. Like this game feels like the Geno Smith 13-10 game. I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving enough respect to your boy. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, let's uh, let's consider that one. And let's move. I, I don't know if I have the heart for Bobby Hart once again. Um, for too many unders. But... This is one that I do think is um, interesting, and that's Tampa Bay, Washington. Um, and the reason for that is 51 and a half. And the reason I think it's interesting is, look, it's not my favorite 
of the entire week. But the the, the Bucks are are banged up. No Rob Gronkowski. They picked up a tight end this this week. Um, Scotty Miller is on IR. I don't know if he's they think he can come back this week, but Antonio Brown does not look like he's going to play. Godwin mispracticed, did not practice with a foot. So if you think about a game where you might be down some receivers that can help the fact that the Washington football team has not been good in coverage and that the Washington football team, um, like, say what you want to say about them, at least they're playing at home. Taylor Heineke at least has had success against the Bucks in the past, and maybe that makes him feel good about his chances. Um, I could see this being a Leonard Fournette game, especially because I have so many Tom Don't Brady tempt features. me with a good time. All right. Uh, okay. I, I I mean Washington has the players to play good play good defense. They do. They and they have to, they actually have like the players to play under offense. What that means is get out to the fifty self destruct punt. That's how you win unders, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about this a lot in the college football show. Um, do you have an under offense? Which is drive. Are you good enough to not? Are you good enough to drive to the opposing forty and then punt? I think Washington's that good. I don't think they're good enough to finish. But they're good enough to drive to the opposing 40 and punt. So I don't hate that at all. I think also it's going to be kind of a slog, right? Like Bruce Arians is not actually an efficient coach, right? He doesn't go for fourth downs. He doesn't, you know. So I I don't mind that at all. Okay. I'm going to be a little bit of a sicko here. Oh, no. Are you going to steal my pick? I think you are. It's okay. I'm here to talk about it. I am going to go with Atlanta plus nine in Dallas. This is what I want to talk about. I hate fading the Cowboys after that humiliating yeah, loss. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't really. That's the like. And plus, they're on the road. Um, AJ no, Terrell is playing great, yeah, yeah. but like, well, who else do they have on defense? Matt Ryan's playing great. Dallas, it, Dallas is like one of the worst teams in the NFL on defense, though. They're like, bad, and they just get turnovers, so everybody papers over it. But like. Tyron Smith, also questionable with an ankle. Yeah. Nine is too many points. Atlanta Falcons. That's the that's the tough thing. Nine is too many points. Especially, remember last Dallas year? Dallas doesn't have good home field advantage. Like, remember last year, that yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. They so cover that game. So this is kind of a revenge game for Atlanta. Yeah, where yeah, they yeah. had that complete catastrophe. This is the the hardest thing about this game is selling the Cowboys, a team that is we just talked about this, right? Like are should we should we gloss over that one game that they played so horribly? Dak was coming back. They had some drops. Dak overthrew CeeDee Lamb on two touchdown passes. Like Oh man, this is tough. I don't think it's lock of the week worthy, honestly. Well, that honestly. would be the sicko bet of the century. If we made the Atlanta Falcons the lock of the week, yeah, and to start the second half of the season, we would be, um, we would be really sick. Man, that's too many points, though. Like, what's that line be? Seven, seven and a half. Well, uh, if you go to the PFF Power Rankings tool, which is pff.com backslash betting backslash Power Rankings, we make Dallas two points better than the average team on a neutral field. We make Atlanta two points worse. So, if you put those together. You factor in a little bit of home field, probably mm-hmm. five and a half. Seems a little like I think we're probably underrating Dallas. We had a low prior on Dallas coming mm-hmm. into the year. 
Uh, we're always a little too high on Atlanta, let's be real. Uh, so maybe seven and a half is fair. I, the interesting thing is, here's here's another part, like, and this is this is a good thing to talk about as far as like sort of the education education of a better. Nine is a dead number. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen this happen a lot. We've seen it happen in Washington football team games where you know you, you're off ten, you're at nine because this is teaser protected, mm-hmm. right? If you tease this down to three, no one's teasing that thing down to three because there's no value in teasing it down to three. But the the book doesn't want to make it eight and a half because it's a perfect Dallas teaser leg. Mm-hmm. So this thing might move from nine to seven and a half in lickety split, right? Because that eight and a right, half, right, right. eight, seven, like that, those those are not worth that much. So that might be like why this is overinflated because people don't want yeah. anybody teasing Dallas down. Which then you, then you're getting the eight. The eight's an, not a non important number. Um, so. That that's a consideration. Okay. Um, before we move on, I want to tell you guys about Fantrax, our friends at Fantrax, the best place to host any of your fantasy leagues. It's free. Um, the free fantasy football league manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform on the industry. Period. And PFF is playing all our leagues on Fantrax this season, and we're going to do it next season too. I don't see any reason why not. It's been awesome. Um, You can customize it in any way you possibly want. Hockey, basketball, all the sports are there as well. Go to Fantrax.com slash PFF to be eligible to win a signed jersey when you register your league at Fantrax. And we are proud to be presented by Western Southern Financial. Whether you're looking for football success or financial savvy, the right questions help you set the stage for a winning strategy. And Western Southern is teaming up with our friend and our boss, Chris Collinsworth, Mm -hmm. to share insights on both. So here's what you can do. You can go ask a question of Chris. It can be about financial strategy. You can ask him about Sunday night football. You can ask him about anything you want. Ask him about his golf game. Ask him the last time he broke 80 was. I don't know. I'm just curious. Um, Ask him about a draft day story. He's got some good ones. Uh, Or anything about how to prepare yourself to be financially solvent deep into your life. Take those winnings and make some good with them. Um, and when you go ask Chris a question at westernsouthern.com slash ask Chris, that's westernsouthern.com slash ask Chris, you have a chance to hear your question answered on his podcast and on the Western and Southern Instagram account. And here's the thing, you'll also be entered to win a, ch- a chance at a catered, you'll be entered for a chance to win a catered party to February's big game. So all that stuff, all you've got to do is go ask Chris a question at westernsouthern.com slash ask Chris. Okay. Um, I have uh, just a couple more that I want to run by you because I think they're worth betting and um, they're they're probably worth con- some consideration. By the way, you mentioned <clears throat> New Orleans Saints, Tennessee Titans. Alvin Kamara did not practice. <sighs> that would be a big loss. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That offense is not going to look good with Trevor Simeon and no Alvin Kamara. Like, that is bad. So under 44 and a half. Um, what about the Minnesota Vikings, Los Angeles Chargers under 53? Both these teams like to play the game under. Now, I think the counterpoint to this would be it's going to be a close game. Both these teams just play wonky, crazy, close games. Both quarterbacks have close to a 90 PFF grade. Like they're both playing really, really good. Do you football. expect an overtime game to go under 53? It's kind of my question. <laughs> you just think it's going to overtime? See, I think it would go to overtime if we could trust both kickers. 
But one of these kickers is going to have a really bad game. You just know that to be the case. Yeah, I mean... the Interestingly, the Vikings defense that has been really bad in a lot of our minds is grading a little bit better than they have, you know, based on their, like, some of their opponent just grading. That said, no Danell Hunter. That's a real tough... Kind of no Michael Pierce, maybe, yeah. too. You also have the COVID stuff with the Vikings that we just don't know. 29 players in the protocol. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. So Zimmer, so one of the a Viking, uh, Dakota Dozier, former off, uh, starting yeah. lineman for them, had to go to the hospital. That's right. I did see that. And so then 29, including Mike Zimmer, close contacts. So this is a game I would just stay away from because okay. of the COVID uncertainty. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any others that you like? Yeah, I do. Um, this is the last one. Um, this is weird. I want to talk about this a little bit. Bills Jets under 47 and a half. Hmm. The 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 Bills have put themselves in kind of a conundrum, George. They've engineered their defense to stop Chiefs-like offenses. They've also engineered their offense to be Chiefs-like. <laughs> and not good. And when teams now are kind of woke to how to stop that offense, mm-hmm. which play too high, force you to run the ball, force you to be patient, force you not to make mistakes. Isn't Josh Allen just a kind of crappier version of Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, they're both like, it's weird. Josh Allen's still in the MVP conversation and is grading a little bit better, but like not that not, much. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of weird how both of them have, you know, a lot more turnover-worthy plays for Josh Allen this year. Mahomes has five straight games with a 65 grade or less and no good. big temp throws the last two games. It's not good. But Josh Allen, like, is more, is also erratic and... Not patient. I do, I do and, like this one. Why do we like so many unders this Well, week? the reason, I mean, the league-wide scoring environment is, is not good. Yeah. And the, the other thing is, is your is everybody, I mean, we like Jets under 46 and a half last week with mm-hmm. Mike White in that offense. It was sailed over. Both Jets games with Mike White at quarterback have gone over. This is the contrarian play of the week. So this is the contrarian play of the week. I'm going to look, let me look at the weather real quick in this game. Oh, East Rutherford? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is going to be 49, 12-mile-an-hour winds, a few clouds, oh, like chance it. of rain. I kind of like it. By the way, if you were testing out the new PFF app, uh, it's in beta right now, um, you can now see where people are picking this game, um, which I do think is interesting. 70% of people using the app have chosen Buffalo minus 13. They just don't learn. They just they can't. Can't get enough of of your Jets. Can't believe they're fading Mike White. I, I would love to see the Jets win this game, just because I have some season win total. Of course Jets you over would. Yeah, of course. Six and a half. Why are you not wearing a Jets jersey? You're wearing a really nice sweatshirt, but no Jets jersey. My, okay. My daughter Chloe picked this out for me. I know you didn't pick it out for you. <laughs> What's our lock of the week? Uh, let's let's just be really easy with it. Oh, you want to be really Bills easy. Jets under. Oh my God! You want to take an under for lock? We haven't done an under for lock in this years, ent- entire year. And I remember last year, the reason we stopped is because it was a nightmare. I don't think. Well, we took overs that were bad. I look. I think that. I, so here's one. I tell me how the Saints Titans goes over. I mean, Adrian Peterson revenge game. Um, Adrian Peterson's the reason this is going under. They're going to give him ten carries for twenty seven yards. It's a low total, though. Yeah, but that's like, oh, I like it. That's why I like it, because everybody's going to be like, oh, this is an NFL game. What is this, a fucking Big Ten game? And like, <laughs> this, 
Ah, uh, I love it. God damn it. There are just teasers right there. And you, and look, you set off the alarm. I was look just at that. the hotness of my take. You set off the alarm. This fucking under nonsense. Now we're in the middle of a fucking terrorist attack. And I can say that because I'm of Arab descent. What what am I am I allowed to call somebody like Paul Bunyan looking yeah, or something? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. I guess we just have to pick uh God damn it. Under? Saints, Titans, under. God, but this just is God's way of telling us it's a de- it's a bad pick. Yeah, that's what he's telling us. He's telling us to take the, the, the teaser. That's what he's telling you us. You want to take the teaser? I can take the teaser. Which teaser do you like best? We well, see, it. we started talking about teasers and we the made it. We made alarm it. I, came. I can't wait to see how the podcast guys get. get oh no, they're going to leave that in. Okay. Uh, well, I like. I always like having the Thursday sweat. The problem is, last time we left a Thursday game to chance, our lock of the week was dead by the. No, no, no. We hit the the second one. We've had two teasers that have. Oh, been Oh, sure, Thursday. but the Seattle LA game where the, that was like, a Gino came in and tried to. That was a disaster. Yeah. Well, so let's go. I believe in our Ravens will not lose to the the okay dog ass Dolphins right now. Although I like the Dolphins' uh, approach to some things, but not all everything. Ravens, and then uh, brownies or the Eagles or the Raiders or the Raiders. Your Raiders. I think the Raiders are a bigger mess than the Chiefs in some ways, aren't they? There's a lot of mess going on in that game. Yeah. A lot of leverage. My article it's for BFF.com. Yeah. It's a good article. You should go check that. Cleveland plus seven and a half. I believe. Our okay. Browns. By the way, just so you know, you should bet to sweat with us on the under in Tennessee New Orleans. I, I, I like that one too. Let's do two. We two? We haven't done a two Fuck week, yeah. two in one week. In We're forever. going a double lock of the week. How lucky are we? I, I'm just so Start of the second half of the season. Here it is. The lock of the week. There are two. May God be with it. Thanksgiving. The Ravens teased down to one and a half favorites, one and a half point favorites in Miami on Thursday Night Football with the Cleveland Browns in New England teased to a seven and a half point underdog. That is lock of the week, number one. And number two, for those of you that don't like to work out but want to sweat anyways, the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans under 44 and a half points. That was the podcast. We love you all. We will be back Sunday night, Sunday, Monday morning after Sunday Night Football. Peace out.